Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Ellison with the Digital Education Podcast. And we've been asking the question, or uh, really of teachers, of what's something that they're going to stop doing for the fall or for the future that just may, it might be a good thing, it might not be a good thing, whatever it might be, it, it's just something that gets in the way of better things. And, and this was inspired by John Eckert's blog, The Know and Innovate, where he says, we cannot do everything well. If we attempt to be all things to all people, we will fail to do anything well. Therefore, school leaders should thoughtfully abandon those things that fail to serve students well, and even some things that would serve them well. So I'm with Josh Davis of Monta Vista Christian School. He's the, he's the assistant principal of curriculum and instruction. And so, Josh, I'm just going to throw you that question. Like, what, what's something that, you know what, you're thinking about we need to stop so that we can do better? Well, thanks, Eric. I'm, first off, I'm just honored to be on your podcast, and uh, it's great to be a part of this ongoing conversation of thinking about these things as we strive to, to grow in our practice and do it uh, collectively. So as we know, COVID-19 has, has really impacted all of us. It's impacted us individually and collectively, and it's forcing us to reevaluate our priorities and our practices. Um, so I, I spent some time just thinking about these things and actually your question of stop fit into some of the things I've been thinking of, like, hey, what should I really start doing as a result of this? What should I stop and what are those things that should continue? Um, and I'm confident I'm going to continue to refine those things over the course of this summer. But um, you said, you know, what doesn't help? What doesn't really create value as well? And I, um, I think the challenge that you put forward with Eckert there is coming up with one thing, but three things came to mind immediately, and then I'll try whittling it down here. The first one was just around our current system of grading. You know, 100 points, including behavioral elements, um, relying on the mean, all these sorts of things. It, it, like, does the way in which we grade, does that support our learning? Um, does, that, does that actually maybe and sometimes inhibit our learning? Um, and it'd be kind of fun at some other point to unpack Marshall McLuhan's statement of the medium is the message and how this relates to grades, because I think there's a lot of correlation there, but we'll save that for another time. Secondarily, the second thing that came to mind was about how we assume that certain skills are assimilated by our students and how they're developed. Um, I, I know at our school, and I, as I talk with other educators, how many of our students floundered in this time of remote learning? When they were forced in this time um, where they're learning not in this contained environment and this this um, classroom, but they're home, how effective were they in following through with their learning and having the skills so that they could, whether it was executive functioning or whatever it might be, being able to set aside distractions. When a teacher isn't providing that for them, how strong were they? I think what we recognize is that those skills weren't imparted. They were, they were implicit, not explicit. So I've wondered about like, is that something we need to be cultivating? Like we can't, we have to stop assuming certain things. We need to start cultivating these skills so that students can be more effective. And then thirdly, um, we need to stop assessing specifically with summative assessment, the way in which we always have. Um, this sort of asking what level questions and assuming the validity of content knowledge as the telos or as the end, that that needs to end. We need to start asking, are we really hating students as learners 
um, by merely asking these lower level questions. Um, and so want to um, try to boil that down as you've asked and say, okay, just one thing. So um, let me take a couple steps back. I'm just wondering if there's a way in which we can incorporate these three things together to some degree. Um, you know, I've been reading a lot lately, you know, Wendell Berry, Jonathan Haidt, James K. Smith, Neil Postman, you know, things from scripture, the book of James, um, Francis Sue, like all these different things that I'm reading, they've all had this one thread that's kind of been percolating in my mind about the, the knowledge of or knowledge about isn't sufficient. That's not the end, the be end or be all of what we're trying to do. Um, and we've known this for a long time. Uh, so many thinkers have told us and warned us that we've swallowed this enlightenment pill of the primacy of knowledge without really being cognizant of what we're doing. And our, our current system, educational system, assumes that content is king. Think standardized tests, think whatever it might be um, that we're doing at the end of any given unit. Even our self-definition of us as a species, homo sapien, assumes this sort of thing. We're thinking persons. But, but I think there have been some good people who have pushed back against these ideas. Um, and so I think we need to stop being content with content and being seduced by the acquisition of information. Um, so as I was thinking about this question, Eric, um, I had this meta moment um, and you're probably picking up on the irony here. Like I've been reading all these books, seeing and learning all these things about what, you know, knowledge is being insufficient and inadequate, um, gathering all this stuff into my head, but it hasn't fundamentally changed my practice. Um, so, you know, there's a, a deep irony here as a result, um, you know, I've learned these things in my head, but has it changed who I am as an educator? Well, I think that goes to what we're seeing here in this, this new season. When we went um, into our extended emergency remote learning, um, I think a lot of these ideas that I've been reading began to coalesce in my mind as, and began to take root because I was forced to come face to face with this reality between the discrepancy of what we think learning should be and, and the way in which we've been acting it out. Um, and the, this, this element, this digital space in which we've been working, particularly with Zoom, has forced our hands. Again, maybe Marshall McLuhan comes in here, the medium and the message, like we have this new medium and it's changed the learning. We can't assume the same things. Another element is as a school, we, we made two important and purposeful decisions um, when we looked at the last few months, two and a half months that we had left of school, and we said two things. We're gonna ask all of our teachers to reduce their content by one third, and we're canceling our final exams. And that, that's not unusual at, by any means, but we recognize that the place we were in fundamentally changed things. Um, we couldn't move as quickly as we had previously. Um, we weren't physically together, or the amount of time that we could ask somebody to kind of scream, all these things had to change. And then, of course, our assessments had to change. Um, students could access everything. Um, there wasn't a way to proctor in the same way that we had previously. Um, we've even seen this with the College Board, the way in which they fundamentally changed the AP exams. So um, these, these two things of being in this new medium of this remote learning via Zoom, and then the changes that we brought by reducing content and canceling final exams, 
did some really interesting things with their teachers that we didn't make explicit, but practically manifest themselves. Teachers had to make some really hard decisions about what they were gonna cut. When they're looking and they're saying, hey, wait, I have, I have three more units. How do I do this? Like, I can't imagine cutting one of these. Or do I just take little bits out of each one of the units I've left? And, and they were asking hard questions as far as what's really important in the time that I have with these students. Um, is it coverage? Is it depth? Is it the development of certain skills? Is it developing the, the learner as a person? What is it? Um, and they had to figure out how to ask better questions. Even as admin, we had to ask the same things. And um, now that all of our summative exams are open note, um, by necessity, I need to ask questions that aren't Googleable. I need to ask questions that are actually going to get them to apply and think more deeply. Now, um, as tragic and awful as COVID's been, um, it's not good in and of itself. I'm, I think I'm really grateful for the way in which this has forced our hands to leave some of the ways in which we were doing things behind. Um, our assessments changed as a result. And when I look to the fall, regardless of how we come back, but say we're able to come back somewhat in person, don't want to regress to where we were previously. Um, so and I, it's, so can ahead. I ask a question about that then? Right? Yeah, because, because a lot of these changes, it'll be really interesting. A lot of these changes, you know, come out of, you know, like necessity, right? You know, out of the emergency, right? People call this emergency remote learning. So it comes out of necessity, emergency, and, and, and the two greatest, like, obnoxious questions to change prior to this that when you deal with teachers is they, they ask, so, you, like, you're going to change things. And so they ask the question, well, what about the curriculum, right? What, I have yep. to cover all this stuff. Or what about the final exam, right? So you, you yep. just point out the two things that people constantly go back to that they hold on to so they don't have to change. But now you've gone into this. So what's, what's the next step of like boldness that says, hey, we learned this stuff. This was good for us. This makes sense based on all this kind of learning that we've been doing. Now we're all in. Like, is there a next step boldness for you that says, hey, listen, it's not emergency necessity anymore. This is the way it's going to be done. This is the way we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, good. Um, I, th I think the first thing is recognizing that shift was actually a good one, not just a necessary one. Like, it, it was. But now let's recognize, like, this actually brings us to something richer, more beautiful. Um, and so, yes, practically, we need to make some changes. And I think what we're going to do is, is look and say, we need to reassess how we understand and define assessment. So on, on a very low level way, formative assessment. And this kind of ties back to the grading piece as well. Formative assessment, let's see this happening consistently. It's happening across the board many different ways, but it needs to be low level. It needs to hit those what level questions and it needs to be iterative. So instead of saying like somebody needs to know this and then we're gonna grade them on the basis of whether or not they know this, it's like, no, everyone needs to know it. That becomes the expectation, the sine qua non, in order to be able to go to deeper learning to something more substantial, uh, more authentic, then we need to say, everyone needs to know these things. We're gonna, we're gonna quiz you over it, but then those quizzes, if you don't do well, just iterate it until you know it because you must know it. Um, and then that leads us to the summative where it becomes much more interesting. And this is where we, we say the summative doesn't have that lower level elements anymore. We, we need to just remove that 
we need to go to higher order thinking. We need to start saying not just what, but so what. And then the really fascinating part is the now what? Like, what do we do with this? How do we provide application? How do we provide real audiences, real opportunities? Um, and then giving students within that voice and choice. And then making, and then also some fascinating things of making connections to other disciplines. So if we can really specify that the formative has to be, that can be the lower level, we, but we're not worried about that because, and that won't even fit and figure into the grade. It's just a matter of what you need to know. And then the summative goes to this, this shift from knowing to doing and then being. Um, I, I love Jamie Smith um, and some of the work that he's done. And you know, he asked some really fascinating questions in um, Desiring the Kingdom. He asked, what if education was primarily concerned with shaping our hopes and passions, our vision for the good life, and not merely about the dissemination of data and information as inputs into our thinking? It's like, okay, so we're made in the image of God. How do we become that? Well, let's use assessment towards this end. Let's give students the opportunity to actually do something with their learning. They, let's assume that what level, now let's do something with it. Let's make with it. Let's create with it. Let's be the neighbors that God's called us to be with this so that we're becoming those sorts of people um, that we want. And that, that might be, you know, proto-chemists, proto-historians, proto-scholars, whatever it might be, but also it's developing and cultivating this sort of person via assessment. And this is where we know if we're employing sort of backward designs, if we, if we create this sort of summative assessment, which is authentic, which is really deep, which is going in real places with real audiences, that's necessarily going to shift what ends up happening on, in basic assignments and what happens in the classroom before then. Because we're going to be forced into these real and beautiful places, kids are going to, and learners are going to have to be uh, acquainted with the ability to ask their own questions and to go deeper. And, and then it, it just becomes really, really exciting. So I'm not naive enough to think this is gonna happen overnight, but I think to be able to institute some of these expectations around what we see in formative assessment and what we see in summative assessment, we're gonna see some really beautiful development within our students. And it is amazing, Josh, and I appreciate you so much kind of hitting on these things because I think what we found is, is what are the better ways, right? You know, and you point out three things, grading, you know, um, assessment, and then, you know, and then, you know, just even content coverage, right? The focus on content. And so how can we shift from kind of the doing to actually the be? And, and it is that incredible shift. So Josh, incredible thoughts. Thank you. And, and you know what? I've done this work before for a long time and it, it's so much fun. It'll add so much life to, to, to your campus and to your classrooms and into, into your school community. So thank you for being with me. Thanks, Eric.